So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, I got a great review here on my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Agent's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Destiny. This is on the audio version. It's interesting on the audio version of a review because they have you rank three things, the book overall, the performance of me overall, and the story overall. And and this person gave me five stars on all three. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I loved the printed book so much I bought the audio. I love the printed book so much uh, that I have the audio and I'm glad I got it. Love the fact that Pat narrated the book. As I'm a big fan of authors reading their material, lots of great nuggets and wisdom on this, and I will be listening multiple times. Thanks, Pat. I get that comment a lot because, unfortunately, I read it really fast several years ago, and it was terrible, and I got bashed. And so I I redid it at the beginning of this year, and I've been getting so much better reviews now. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember... I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, we got a great guest today, Mr. James Alike, coming out of Texas today. And uh, man, he is doing some great stuff out there, and uh, he was highly recommended as someone that needs to be on this show. So I'm lucky to have him today. So without further ado, James, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. What's up going on, man? How you doing, Pat? Good, buddy. Why don't you kind of introduce yourself to, to everybody, James, so they can get to know you better. All right, James Like. I am currently uh, officing out of Burleson, Texas. That'd be a little south of Fort Worth. I am a uh, I'm a broker here, but I actually uh, merged my team with Keller Williams in uh, July of last year, and so Revolution Real Estate became a team with Keller Williams. I also do property management. We flip some houses. We do some coaching, some consulting, and uh, you name it. We probably have an income stream for it. And, uh, <laughs> I like that. You name it, I got an income stream for it. <laughs> I know that's good or bad, right? I mean, because I kind of feel the same way too. And some of my income streams don't pay or cost me. So, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, all right. So let's talk about a lot of things here. So first of all, you, and I'm going to talk to you about why you, you know, took your team a ridge uh, because a lot of people are coming on the show going, Hey, I took my team from a brokerage and I opened up my own company. You're saying you had your own company and you brought it back to a brokerage, a bigger brokerage. I want to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about how you uh, wear flip-flops every day and how you still sell a ton of business uh, in flip-flops because I think that's brilliant. And But before we get into that, let's let, let's talk about some nitty-gritty. Like how many houses have you sold in the last 12 months or so? Last 12 months uh, as a team, 
we have sold uh, right around 150 homes. Mm. And like, are you in the biz? Are you, do you do buyers and sellers yourself? Right. I just closed my 32nd and 33rd deal yesterday. And so I only do listings and I'll do some buyers for friends here and there, but we have uh, five agents on our team that take over the buyers and I also let them list as well. And so they do some listings here and there. Okay. So year to date, you've done 33 listings, let's say 30 listings. So you, you might do five listings a month yourself. That's right. Yeah. And all, then all referral business. And then the team does another, let's say, 100 buyers and sellers. That'll be about right. We're at rough numbers. Yeah. yeah, last 12 months, that's where we're at. We're a little behind the pace. I actually uh, got rid of about half of my agents last year. Well, I had 11, and I got rid of all but two. And uh, But we added <laughs> more. Yep. Way more than half. <laughs> that's like 95%. <laughs> well, we added some more, so we're, we're about half is what we – half the load that we were last year but it's funny man the there's two agents on out of the five agents on my team now that are doing more business than the 11 were the last six months of last year and so it was a good good way to get rid of classic 80 20 principle right 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 on classic 80 20 principle okay and and so what was your uh eci your ego commission income james so last year was uh eight hundred and eighty thousand. All right, cool. Eight eighty. Wow. And hopefully you'll hit a mill this year. Yep, we're running a little bit behind the pace. I think we're on pace with pairing some of the agents and restructuring some things on our team. We're we're going to be on pace for about seven seven fifty. Okay. And then what's your uh, profit margin there? Uh, profit margin last year was about. I did most of the work last year. I did eighty closings last year myself. Holy dirt! Out of the one fifty two that we did for the whole year, and so You're uh, beast. Uh, yeah, well, some some would say I'm crazy, but but uh, <laughs> I did did do a lot last year, and and so we ended up. I think uh, my profit last year ended up being around 185 thousand out of that, and so you can kind of do a quick number on it. I mean, I, my profit margin was very low. So wait a minute. Okay, so the, out of the 750, right? You kept the buck 80, and that included the commissions for your 80 deals. Exactly. It's terrible. You know, here's what people are thinking. Somebody's just going to ask, like, if if you didn't have a team and it was just you and a salaried person that spit nails, right? Yep. Or two salaried people that spit nails. How much revenue would you generate off of those eighty deals you did? Off of those eighty deals, and and I mean, obviously, could have could have pulled it off with, without any buyers agents uh, last year. Um, out of those eighty, it would have probably been a little over three hundred thousand. So three hundred, right? Minus brokerage and, and expenses and stuff oh, yeah, like take that. Home, take home three hundred thousand. Oh, take home three hundred. Yeah. So you so you would have netted you would have netted one hundred twenty thousand. You would have netted ten thousand more a month if you didn't have a team. Bottom line, right? Yep. So what are you what are you what are you doing about that? Or is is there is there a a plan to eventually? you know, come out of this curb here and, and make profit on the team or, uh, you know, or is there a plan to go backwards? Had you thought about this, you know? Oh yeah, sure. Think about it every single day. And so part of the reason that I joined over with Keller Williams was to try and leverage the, uh, the power that they had in the market here. And there's a few other reasons to, to go to Keller Williams, but I really wanted to be able to leverage the power that they have in our market. And so that is uh, picking up 
uh, new and better agents through through uh, recruiting through the market center and um, also through the you know career nights and things like that. And so, uh, but uh, to be able to offload, you know, the, the main goal is for me to get out of production. And in order to do that, you know, I need to get uh, some really stud agents. And so I have some some really good agents on the team now that are showing a lot of promise that are young and that are going. But uh, what I did is I came over and as an individual brokerage, my splits were 70-30 and I let my agents cap at 18,000. But yet I provided an assistant, all of the systems, all of the processes and paid for a lot of the marketing. And so that's why my profit margin was really low. So it was a terrible, it was a terrible plan to begin with. The goal was to scale to like 20, 30 agents as an individual brokerage and be able to bring value, but still be able to compete against the big brokerage. So part of coming over to Keller Williams was to, to be able to uh, learn how to change the splits and do all of those. And so some of the agents that are gone now, obviously they didn't, they weren't going to go to a 50, 50 split whenever we came back and to be able to gain more profit off of the individual agents. That makes sense. And yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, it's, you, you know, if you're going to go big, right, you got to think big, like a lot of the brokers that come on this show, right. That are, have a model in which they do both, which is very hard to do, right? I mean, I recommend you don't try to do both, meaning teamerage, which is, or, or a large team within a broker, it doesn't matter, right? If you're trying to do both, I mean, providing leads and providing really attractive economics to the agent, those two things don't really go hand in hand unless you have a mortgage and title company that you're making a lot of money off of. And that's how the big brokers, that's how a lot of these, you know, companies with very low caps and companies with, with, you know, $500 a transaction and and a hundred percent splits don't get, they're, they're making money on the ancillary businesses, right? Which is fine. If you can't do that, then it, then you can't offer both, right? You got to offer one or the other. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And so trust me, there were, there were nights that I woke up thinking I could make more money with me an assistant and a buyer's agent than I did the last two years trying to build a team. Well, and a lot of people would argue that, that, that you should do just that because, uh, you know, I've had, I, you know, I just had a two hour conversation a couple of days ago with Tim Harris at uh, Harris real estate university. We're friends and you know, he's very big on don't do teams. You know, he's like anti-team and I'm not saying I'm anti-team because I've taken teams to the, to the highest limit myself and, and teams certainly have more fun. I mean, it's very fun and it's very, um, fulfilling to have a team you just have to strike the balance of how to profit really well with the team and i have seen some agents that are that do like a lot of deals like you did 80 deal i mean that's a lot of deal you do 60 listings a year i would almost think that if you're not built for a team if a team is running you down then uh i'm wondering if you just did it yourself and had two side-by-side people that you paid 60 grand a year each and they spit nails and they were licensed and, and you know what I mean? Like, and then you would just profit so much. But anyways, this is not uh, my advice to you today. We want to talk about you want to get into nitty gritty. So let's talk about um, your business. How long have you been in the business? So I've been in the business since 2006 full time. Okay. So 12 years, let's talk about your side of the business. Like, first of all, how do you do, how does somebody do 60? How does someone do five listings a month by themselves? Like where, where's this business coming from? So mine is pretty much all coming from referrals. And so I, I work a really good referral business. I have, uh, I'm real involved in my church 
which is where a lot of my business comes from. Uh, a couple of different churches that I have connections with. And so I, I definitely get a lot of business through there. And, and then just uh, people that I, that I meet on the streets, uh, vendors, we connect with vendors. So like most of my stuff is like all referral generated and it's come list me. It's uh, Hey, I need to buy a house. Can you help my friend here? You know, or whatever. And, uh, and so, I mean, it, it it's just sounds really simple, but it, I mean, it is really simple. It's not always easy, but it's simple. And um, it's, it all is generated through referral business and through relationship marketing. So, so, so take me like a third grader can understand, right? If someone's listening to this in Tupelo, Mississippi, and they're, they're like, okay, that, that, this, this is great, James, but like, teach me how to do what you did. So I don't get any listings now. I want to get five a month like James. Tell me how. Okay, so basically... I started off with a couple of goals. So number one, I wanted to list every single person that I've ever met in my life. I wanted to put them into a database. Once I popped them into a database with a name, address, phone number, and email, um, then I wanted to set up a program where I immediately start keeping in touch with them. And so in Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, The Red Book, he talks about a 30, I think it's a 36 touch system or a 32 touch. We do 40 touches. And so I do four mailers, two emails a month, and then I make four phone calls a year at the minimum. And, the, and so as soon as I started the business, I, I, I grabbed and I started building the database, putting everybody's name, everybody I knew in that thing, and started that 40-touch system. That immediately got me going in front of people. And that, it takes time to kind of trickle down, but you, you get those reticular activators going in their head, right? And so they start seeing you all the time, and, and they start thinking about you. Then you know, we, we get to know every one of our vendors. We become a huge uh, referral source for vendors. So I go out and I seek the air conditioning guy, for instance. And uh, most of our vendors do not have a really good database. But our goal is to bring those guys value to get to their database. And so it's crazy how many times my air conditioning guy has sent me a referral or every, every, every time my carpet cleaning guy who knows a ton of real estate agents has sent me a referral. And so uh, we really try to bring tons and tons of value to those people and to those vendors and just meeting people and, and, uh, and adding them to the database every day. Uh, one of my goals every week, and I hit it nearly every single week, is to get 10 new people into my database. That would be, I mean, even if I'm on the way home and I haven't met two people that day and I'm on the way home, I'll stop at a convenience store or the dry cleaner or wherever, and I'll pick up a name. I'll figure out a name. I'll pick up a business card, uh, and I'll meet someone and get them into that database. Maybe not full information yet, but I'll get them into that database, and then they become a part of the touch system. Then we add them on social media, and we hit that whole thing, just engaging them on social media as a friend, basically. And I mean, that is literally how I built my business. I love that strategy, right? That's a compound thing, right? I mean, if, if, if you're doing 10 a day, that's 3650 a year. Let that sink in. Not, not, not 10 a day. It's, uh, it's uh, 10 a week. So it's two. 10 a week. I'm sorry. Okay. 520, though. 520. 520 people. Brokers and team leaders, are you tired of seeing dwindling numbers at your monthly sales meetings? And I don't mean numbers as far as sales. I mean... Numbers as far as agents attending. Do you struggle with creating new and exciting content? 
that will not only motivate your agents, but deliver actual results to them? Do you want your agents using proven sales techniques that increase their commissions? We've got the answer for you. Rebus University is launching a lunch and learn series you can purchase to provide structure and content to your meetings. The series has 12 30 minute trainings taught by me and top producers from around the world and specifically is designed to increase production for your agents. Plus, when you purchase these trainings, you will also receive significant discounts for the go-getters on your team or in your office who want more training and bigger results. So don't delay. Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams. That's hybendigital.com backslash teams or call Katherine Brower today at 843-749-9900. That's 843-749-9900 and get started with your Rebus University Lunch and Learn. All right, so let's walk through this. Like, so you meet me, I meet you. Like, how are you meeting ten people a week? Like, uh, is that normal? I mean, like, what? How do you meet these people? Just randomly bump into them, stores, just chit chatting, what? Well, there's a there's a little Thai place that's a couple blocks from my office that I go and eat at about three times a week. And when one week alone, I've had three or four people come through that Thai place, like just customers and. You can ask anyone who travels with me. I meet people when we travel. And uh, one guy in Missouri, we were in St. Louis for a class last week, and he, he calls me Big Texas. And he, and he basically said, you're Big Texas. Not only are you a big dude, you know, 6'2", six, you know, six, two, 250 pounds, but you're also uh, a big personality. And he said, every time we sit down at a restaurant, he said, you find out where those people are from and you get their information. He said, that is incredible. And so we met some people from New Jersey we were traveling to see ballparks and I found out all this information and I got their name and their number already connected with them on Facebook the night that night, kind of like a stalker in a way, but not, not quite as uh, to that degree. Um, but uh, met them, they'll go in the database. Will they ever bring me business? I don't know. I know a lot of Northeasterners are sending business to Texas, so I might as well pop them in there and, uh, and you know, see what happens. And so, yeah, right. But and it's just the attitude, right? I mean, like you're going to, you're going to, no matter who you are, you're going to put them in there. So, so I'm sitting in a Thai, uh, you're sitting in a Thai restaurant. I roll in, right? Minding my own business. Let's role play this. Dum, da, dum, da, dum. Yep. So you sit down to get your food and, and usually, you know, it's like, it just kind of happens. Like there's not really a strategy. It's some, there's not like a really a script to learn. If somebody makes eye contact with you, I'm going to say, Hey, how's it going today? Good. You might not be able to pull this off while you're in New York you know, New York city, I, people will think you're a little bit of a freak if you say hello, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but for me, like, uh, people will engage and some people are like, yeah, doing fine. And, you know, I had a guy the other day in the Thai place. He's a, he lays, uh, the tar on top of like asphalt. So he, he does like asphalt driveways and refinishing and stuff. And he had a shirt on and had a business. And I just said, Hey man, how are you guys doing? Surviving the heat? And he said, yep. He said, uh, trying to get in out, you know, get out of the heat right now to, get some lunch and get cool. And I said, Oh, what? I see your shirt there. What is your business? Exactly. I said, Oh, great. Well, what, what kind of referral would I be able to send you if I wanted to bring you value? 
And he's, oh, you can't help me. I work for the state or whatever. And I said, well, that's all right. I can always, uh, I can always try to bring you value in some way. You never know who we're going to meet. And I said, do you have a business card or anything on you? And uh, so he'll, he said, no, I actually, I don't. And I said, I tell you what, though, I have my phone. How about I text you? I said, I have an electronic business card on my phone here. Why don't I text you my info? And then uh, I'll go ahead and take down your name and number. And then I'll, if I feel like it and he's, he's generous, then I'll ask him for his email right there. And then eventually I'll call him, I'll email him and we'll touch base and get his address so we can start, you know, mailing him stuff as well. And, and so, I mean, that's generally how it's done right there. Wow. You know, and what do you say to people? Because, I, I, you know, I've done this before. I did this recently. I was on the beach and I met a guy. I was with my family, met a guy. He was a developer, real estate guy. And I was like, you know, we should stay in touch. I got his number and I come back to the blankets and stuff. My wife and kids are like, Daddy, that was creepy. Yeah. How'd you just get some random dude's name and number? and switch? You know, well, what do you say about that? I mean... I think my kids are used to it. My, my daughter, just my 15-year-old, just rolls her eyes now whenever we pull up and, and, and do stuff like that. But, I mean, it, you're getting to know people. Like, if you don't ask the question, I mean, the worst they're going to do is be rude to you and reject you. It's no big deal. But, man, I could, I could be talking to the next Steve Jobs. I mean, I could be talking to the next president or somebody. You just never know who you're going to run into. And everyone has a story. And that stuff just really interests me. I, in the Thai place, I met a guy named, his name is Sonny Wheeler, and that's a Texas name right there. That guy's a 70-year-old architect who travels all over Thailand about three months a year, and he's in there 18 times a month. I've ran into him three times uh, over the last two weeks uh, in there eating lunch. I mean, he's in that place all the time. That dude is one of, he's the most interesting man in the world. Forget the Dos Equis commercial, that dude is the most interesting man in the world. And I would have never gotten to know that guy had it not been for striking up a conversation. And now he comes in, if I'm with a customer or with an agent there, he'll, he'll say, hey, do you mind if I join you guys? And so he just sits right on down. I mean, that's, that's just how, it, how it's you know, become a deal. But, yeah, I mean, I would have never known that guy had I not struck it up, you know, struck up the conversation. There's so much you can learn about people and learn about life. Why not take an hour instead of going to lunch with a bunch of realtors that want to get drunk at 12 o'clock, why not just go ahead and go have, go have lunch and meet some people that, that maybe you can bring value to, they can bring value to you, or maybe they just are someone you meet and never talk to ever again, but it's definitely worth the shot. I love that, dude. And then you just build this thing, and then tell me what specifically is the system you follow to stay in touch with not just Sonny Wheeler, but with everybody. With everyone I meet. So, it goes back to the 40 touch. So we'll break that down a little bit. Yeah, please. I do 12 mailers a year. So there's, there's nine postcards and, and one of them may be like happy Valentine's day. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything major. It just has my picture, my info on there. I'm not begging for business or anything. I'm just literally getting something out to them. And so I'll do nine of those. I do down here. I'll do Texas Rangers schedule magnets and Dallas Cowboys schedule magnets. I get a lot of those Cowboys returned back in the mail as people are a little fed up with them guys a lot of times. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I, uh, then for Christmas, this is the biggest thing that, that I do. I feel like that people connect with is every Christmas I send a Christmas card to them that has a picture of my family on it. And uh, what's really kind of, kind of been crazy because over the last five years, 
every other year there's a new kid on the Christmas card here um, as I've had three daughters over the last, you know, five years here. And so uh, they've enjoyed watching the family grow and people love, love whenever you think about them enough to send them something personal from you. And I get, I get more compliments off of that, you know, every, every single year when we send it, thank you for thinking about us. And then, so that's, those are my mailers. Those go out to everybody who has an address in the database. Then we send two emails a month and those emails, we just try to bring value. I mean, anything you can think of, Hey, this is the month, you know, we're heading into the summer. You need to get an air conditioning, you know, uh, maintenance plan done, or you need to change your air conditioner filter. We may do something like that. We may just say, Hey, here's a new restaurant. You know, I'll take a selfie with the owner. I'll do a quick like 30 second video or a minute video just talking about his restaurant and inviting people to come down and check out the new restaurant or whatever. Like just anything that I could make people want to open it up. Um, so I do two of those a month. Sometimes we'll do just listed, just sold or whatever. But primarily it's just trying to do something outside of real estate to bring them value just to stay in front of them. And there's always a little place in a link where they can click on that link to come to our website or to get connected with me directly or send me a text message, you know, to go get evaluation or whatever, refer a client, uh, any of those kind of things. And then the four calls a year, I just call checking up on my people, finding out how the family's doing and all of that. I don't, I don't even ask for business. You know, usually it just comes up in conversation if it's going to happen. So. Well, that's a, I love it. Thanks for spelling it out. I mean, it's a no brainer. And, and, and the, the address is you just have somebody call or you just call them and say, hey, you know, I got something I want to send you, so can you give me your address? Yep, exactly. Wow. All right, talk to me about the flip-flops, dude. So, like, how do you get away with selling so many houses, listing so many houses, getting so much business, uh, wearing flip-flops every day? So, for me, it's just being about who I am. And I got a funny story. I was out in Vegas at a conference. And this guy was wearing flip-flops and a fishing shirt. And so was I during this whole conference. Everybody else is in suit and tie and, and all of this. So I just wore, you know, I just looked like I didn't belong. And so he was looking across the stage at me, like, for like three days. And he finally made a beeline for me. And he came to me. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, man, it's great to know there's somebody else here that sells beach property. And I told him, I said, well, you know what? There's not a drop of water anywhere near where I'm at. And definitely not any beaches. And so he, he got a kick out of that. But, you know, for me, I just figured out, like, what I'm comfortable in. Like, I, I, I enjoy waking up wearing a branded fishing shirt like I have on here and, and just going out there and, and being relaxed. The people around here, especially in the rural areas, you know, I'll, I'll even – I'll always apologize when I walk up. It, sometimes first meetings I will put on some jeans and nice shoes. It depends on kind of the price range. I get a feel of the client over the phone if I need to do that first, you know, first in, in front. But during the summer, I'm almost shorts every single day and flip-flops. And I'll just tell them, like, look, I apologize and say, look, we're in and out of houses all day, which I am on the investing side and, and looking at vacant houses and whatnot. It's hot outside, so I hope you're okay that I'm, that I'm relaxed. And, and people jive on that. I mean, they love it. And so um, one guy told me one time, he said, if you would have wore a suit, I would have pulled a shotgun and asked you to leave my property. And, uh, <laughs> So sometimes uh, suits around here, depending on the clientele, they're not as they're not as trustworthy, and so they they love oh, the yeah. fact that that I'm chill, that uh, I'm relaxed, but they also know that I'm going to take care of business. I'm not lazy, and all of those things. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and and you got. I love it that you're yourself, and um, you know, I love it that you use it to your advantage, right? To get people to to, to trust you more, right? So, um, you got this big sign out in the back of of your head right now. I can read it. it says, you know, it's not the money I'm after; it's the freedom. Correct. What, what does that mean? I mean, money obviously makes the world go round. Money's what makes things happen. Everybody loves to have a lot of money. And um, we're definitely amassing some wealth. But for me, you know, it's, it's not really about spending every single day of my life pursuing money. Like every single day, every single hour, uh, there's more to life than that. I, I want the, the freedom to be at home every night with my kids and spending time with my kids. I want the freedom to be able to go to every single event that my kids have at school or for sports or any of that. I want the freedom to be able to, to uh, not ever work a Sunday, which I haven't worked a Sunday in 10 years, and not, not have to work a Sunday so I can go to church and then have lunch with my family and the rest of the day to rest with my family. Um, I want the freedom to be able to go to one of my favorite places in the world, and that's Costa Rica, and be able to go there for two or three weeks and, and chill and uh, not worry about things. And so that's that's my whole thing. Just, just be able to, the freedom of time for me to be able to do anything I want to do. Yeah. I think that's what it's about for everybody. They don't just don't realize it. Talk to me about uh, building wealth. So like, um, how are you building wealth? So we, last year I flipped 11 houses. I've flipped over a hundred in my career, um, since 2001, but I really wow. just started trying to ramp it up. We just closed on our, uh, I think it's our sixth and seventh this year. So we're running a little bit behind, um, this year. But uh, we made a ton of offers, just not getting the deals where we want them. It's pretty competitive. But we're, we closed on our uh, sixth and seventh one last week, and so those are being rehabbed. I just listed um, our fifth one and uh, got way over asking price on it in three days, which was nice. Yeah, congrats. So, thank you. And so we just got to get to closing on that. Uh, so I'm using – so basically, here's the formula that I'm using. I'm, I'm taking every bit of my flips – I'm building some capital. When the market shifts, when the market goes down, like it always does, I want to be ready and in the right position with cash on hand to be able to amass even more wealth whenever the market's uh, down. And so, but I do use some proceeds of um, profit from the flips to attain, the goal is to attain a couple of rental houses a year. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out sphere of influence forms referral request forms and the list goes on and on if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 I didn't buy any last year, or no, I bought one last year, I haven't bought any this year. 
I have seven rental houses currently. And so it's, uh, that one's been a little bit slower, but the goal moving forward here is two to three houses a year to, uh, to add to the portfolio. Okay. And, and, and so you talked about, hey, you know, when the market does shift, you're, you're going to have a cash accumulation, yeah. right? When do you think that's going to happen? I think next election. That's what I, I've been kind of looking at the next election time. And two I, years. To, yeah, about, yeah, exactly. Two years away in, in our area. Now, I was just in St. Louis and people in, in the heartland are talking about how bad it's already shifting, how they've already been feeling it. And it seems to hit those guys first, them and then, of course, your, you know, your east and west coast. But we have so many corporations and so much stuff coming into Dallas that, I mean, we've had an incredible market and people are still moving in here. We still have low days on market. We still have low inventory. And so I don't, I don't see it. I see a couple more years of good stuff for us here. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to predict these things. I definitely don't see like a 2007, eight again, but I, I feel like that we're going to be at more of a level market instead of being so seller, you know, seller uh, centered here, that it goes back to being a more leveled out market. Yeah. The, you know, the thing with 2008 and 2007 was there was a black swan, right? You had the, the mortgage meltdown and that ain't going to happen again, right? That ain't going to happen. Now you could have another meltdown. You could have a government meltdown or another type of meltdown if that happens and that's a black swan, but bearing a black swan, bearing something odd, right? It should just change gradually, like you said. I think so. So Mortgages have been harder to get. And so the regulations have been a little bit harder than it was, you know, 15 years ago. And so that's why, that's why I can't foresee there being just a ton of foreclosures hitting the market like there was or, or short sales, unless there's some big, like you're talking about, like economic collapse or something, you know, via the government that causes like all these uh, job losses to occur. I, I just don't see like a major, major crash like we had back then. Right, right. Very interesting. Well, it's good you're starting to save cash though, because that's the way to do it, right? You know, and, and I recommend that for everybody. You know, I recommend both. I like your idea of dollar cost averaging real estate, right? Like buying a house a year uh, or or something like that. I wish I had done that my whole life. You know, I kind of bought here and bought there, but I didn't just like consistently buy at least a house a year every year or two houses or a house a quarter. I met a guy recently buys has bought a house a quarter for the past 20 years. You know what I mean? And good for him. Yeah. I mean, so I like that, but then I also like the idea of hedging uh, because I do think it's going to slow down. I do think you're going to have some, some issues. There are going to be some flippers that get stuck holding flips as they always do, not being able to sell flips and losing money or owning, owing money to hard money bankers. And that'll be interesting to watch. So, uh, so anyway, so good stuff. So, all right, cool. So let's talk a little bit about technology. You using any good technology out there now that uh, that's helping you in your business with your team and your, and your deals? Sure. I, one of the, one of the pieces of technology like totally changed my business probably three years ago I have an assistant that's been, she'll be with me five years in December. And we've all been at that point where if, when you first hire your assistant, if you don't have the right systems in place and workflows, et cetera, she's basically tasked with trying to read your mind. And we all know that doesn't work. And for a year and a half, we bumped heads and I ended up taking stuff back off of her plate onto my plate to get it done, you know, because of the whole frustration of reading minds and not having systems and processes. And so, we actually uh, built out, uh, have you ever heard of Podio? 
Yes. Okay, so Podio is a program that's like totally customizable. That's a software that you can go into and you can basically build out workflows and triggers and all of these things. And so once, once we got that fully built out, our assistant was able to run with the transaction coordination and the listing management. She was able to do uh, on her own last year, 152 deals that she did uh, running on her own through that system. And that system would send triggers and reminders. And uh, even as simple as like, if you look at the listing process, as soon as we hit the button that the paperwork has been received, our courier gets an email so that he can go out and measure the house, put the sign and lockbox out. Um, our photographer gets an automated email. Our home warranty company, which we put a home warranty on every one of our listings, seller coverage, she gets an email that uh, tells her to order all of that. So all of that stuff is done through that program with just simple little triggers. And so that's just kind of a, a basis, like, you know, just a real basic overview of what we have going. But uh, yeah, all, all of that really changed things because that's what allows me to be able to go away. You know, if I want to go to Costa Rica again, I can go away knowing that all I have to do to make sure things are being done is log in to Podio system. and get the workflow. Yeah. It's all systematized. Incredible, incredible. So um, let's wrap this up here, James, with our flagship question, and that is this. If I were to take you and put you against nine other agents and uh, I put you in a little land or a little area, right? And now don't get this wrong. Like there's commerce, there's people buying and selling houses, there's people buying and selling things. But the one thing that the 10 agents, including yourself, have in common is you don't know anyone, right? And I know you're good at this. So you don't know anybody, doesn't bother you. But I gave you each $1,000, a laptop and a cell phone. And I said, Who, whoever sells the most houses in a six-month period gets a million dollars cash. Uh, how's James Light going to win this game? Well, the first thing that James will not do is sit behind a desk and try to do something from behind the computer. And the laptop is important. Obviously, it's going to help me to to reach the masses once I've met them. But I would literally, I'd get up, man. I'd find that Thai food place that's nearby. I would get out and go knock doors. I would, I would uh, go meet every other business person in town since there is commerce being done. I would uh, go meet every single business person and find out how to bring them value and, uh, and try to reach their clients, kind of the, the Michael Mayer principle. And uh, bringing value and, and reaching all the people that I've met and the people they know. And so, I mean, it sounds really simple, but I just throw my flip-flops, get out the office, go door-to-door, and do whatever I could to build my database as quickly as I possibly could. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I think you'd win. I think you'd win. So, James, um, you know, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings with them a free gift. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com backslash James Like. That's hybendigital.com backslash James Like. And I'm also going to put it in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or by texting the word toolbox to 444-999. James, what, what did you bring today? So a couple of years ago, I wrote, or about a little over a year ago, I, wrote, I co-wrote a book with uh, Dr. Tamika Bryant and about nine or 10 other agents entitled Lead, Generate, or Die. And so what I'm bringing to the toolbox is the ebook version of that, the PDF of that. And so, uh, so that people can go in there and see what, see what uh, 10 or 12 people there say about lead generating for different businesses. 
I love that. Thanks. That's a big one. That's a big one, guys. So if you want that, jump on James's show notes and you can go there as well to reach out to him and say, you know, thanks for coming on the show today and sharing so much and uh, inspiring you. So James, best of luck to you, buddy. If I'm ever out in Burlington, Texas, I definitely will look you up and we can uh, break some bread. Well, yeah, let's do it, man. Look forward to it. Thanks a lot for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.